Hey, Fletch, a podcast that will equip, coach, and lead those who lead and manage the church. Dr. David Fletcher, also known as Fletch, passion is to hone church leaders in executive roles. Fletch is a pastor for 35 years and loves the local church. He runs spastor.org and receives hundreds of thousands of visits each year and is also featured on Christianity Today's website, managingyourchurch.com. From around the globe, people tune in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Listen in to this podcast as Fletch sets to answer questions submitted by you and asked by me, Tim Samuel. Hey, Fletch, we're beginning to think about interns for the summer. Can we pay an intern a monthly salary and have them work as many hours as needed? Oh, I wish it was that easy. No, interns are rarely exempt employees. And when I say rarely, that's like so rare, I can't think of an exception, but I'm just trying to be nice. Essentially, no, they are never exempt employees. If they're exempt by job function, that is doing management activity and salary, making over $23,660 for federal salary levels, and it may be higher in your state, then your interns could work as many hours as they want to. But management intern generally doesn't go together. However, the definition of intern essentially rules them out of doing management activity. So interns are non-exempt and subject to all, oh, let me say that again, all, every, every single bit of wage and hour regulations. From a practical perspective, so if you don't really want to follow the law and you need a little goad, you know, a little fire under your feet, consider this recent court case covered by Reuters. Condé Nast, huge company, agreed to pay $5.8 million to settle a class action lawsuit brought by thousands of former interns at the publisher who said they were underpaid for work at the company's high-end magazines. The case is one in a wave of recent suits brought against media and entertainment companies that pay little or nothing for internships. Lauren Ballinger, who worked for approximately $1 an hour organizing accessories in the fashion closet at W Magazine, and Matthew Leib, who earned around $300 for a summer internship at The New Yorker, were the two lead plaintiffs in the case. So morally and practically, pay your interns for hours worked. Pay them for all overtime. Be a shining light to the business community of good ethics. Thanks for tuning in. You got a question for Fletch? Go to expasser.org. On the top of the page, hit the button Contact Fletch. He'll be sure to give you a response. And hey, your question might end up on the next podcast. Hey, Fletch. Our church is processing what I learned at the workshop on smart money for church salaries. We're trying to come to grips with part-time employees not being able to volunteer in their areas of ministry. One of our pastors is blind, and we hired a part-time assistant that helps with the parts of the job that are not possible due to the disability. This assistant also volunteers in many areas of the pastor's department. The person is paid for 10 hours a week, but probably is here 25 hours a week. 
the team asked me to check to make sure there were no considerations for the disability through the ADA. Wow, this, this one is one of those that just kind of pulls at your heart, doesn't it, Tim? Yes, it does. You know, it's so sweet that, that they hired a competent person who happens to be blind to be a pastor, and obviously he's going to need some help with whatever you know he can't do, not being a sighted individual. So I, I did some research that addresses a workplace personal assistant. That's called a WPA, also called a personal assistant services, PAS. I found three articles to consider. One is called Disability Rights. Ohio has an interesting article on this. Uh, um, it's called Community Integration, Personal Assistance in the American with Disabilities Act. The U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission has an article called Questions and Answers, Federal Agencies' Obligation to Provide Personal Assistance Services, PAS, under Section 501 of the Rehabilitation Act. Nothing like a short name for a government article. And then Barkas and Target have an insightful piece, Work, workplace personal assistant services employer's perspective. So I love it that uh, your church has provided a workplace personal assistant. I know of very few churches that have done it like this. And from my understanding, it's not required by the law, so extra kudos to your church. However, as I've reviewed the regulations, I don't see any provisions to not pay the WPA the full number of hours worked. A possible loophole to this would be to have a tightly defined job description for the WPA for 10 hours a week. The person then could volunteer other hours per week in another area of ministry, but not for that pastor. Let me get some HR input from a, a professional on this issue. Tiffany Henning is the founder of HR Ministry Solutions and is ex-pastor's go-to expert on these kinds of issues. Here's what Tiffany wrote back to me. ADA would not affect the answer to this question as it is an employee versus volunteer issue. First, let's look at some of the factors that are considered, considered to differentiate between them. One, is the activity less than a full-time occupation? Volunteers should generally be part-time. Two, are the services offered freely and without pressure or coercion? Volunteers should generally not be required to work a specific schedule and should volunteer of their own free will. If they're scheduled to work on a specific day of the week, they can miss a day without any consequences. Three, are the services of the kind typically associated with volunteer work? Volunteers generally cannot be involved in sales or other direct participation in commerce. Four, have regular employees been displaced to accommodate the volunteer? Five, does the volunteer worker receive or expect any benefit, and I think we need to underline any benefit, from the entity to which it's providing services? Volunteers should have no expectation of pay or benefits. She goes on to say, because of these factors, many churches and ministries do not allow their staff to volunteer in the same ministry that they're employed in. However, if an employee, employer, does wish to allow non-exempt employees to volunteer, it's important that it be for duties that are completely different than our own job duties and where there's no implied or stated requirement to do the volunteer work. 
Ideally, the organization should put in writing with the employee that the time is distinct from their normal work and that it will not be compensated. Ultimately, there's not a lot of case law in this area, but most issues arise when volunteers are working full-time and treated like employees. Nonprofit organizations should review their situations in the organization and decide how risk tolerant they wish to be. Thanks to Tiffany for that well-worded and very densely worded statement on volunteers and employers. I hope that this church can come to a great solution for this workplace uh, assistant and for this blind pastor. From around the globe, you tuned in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Hey, don't forget, submit your question on xpastor.org. Your question will get a personal reply from Fletch. So email us a question by visiting xpastor.org.